Good morning. Episode two. We here. Set your standard. Wake up. Wake up. Stretch. Ah. Ooh. There we go. We got a different crowd in here this week. They got a little different energy. They a little bit more ready than the ones last week. Anyway. All right, before we get started, man, since we're starting out today with each other, I got to start out just like I do. Repeat after me. Say, thank you, Lord, for this day. Amen. All right. Today on the Set Your Standard Podcast, I want to talk to y'all about, it's kind of following up, putting pieces together with last week and this week. But this week, it's kind of going to go backwards. But I'm going to feed it to you the way it makes sense. And this week, we're going to talk about a very important piece that gets brushed under the rug way too much. And since I got a microphone and a podcast and a platform, I'm going to talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about the power of imagination. The power of imagination. Some people call it dreaming, but I like to use imagination because I'm a big old kid and I like to use my imagination. You You could call it childish or immature, whatever you want. I'm going to use my imagination until I just can't imagine no more. All right. So this quote comes from this book that I read last year called The Power of Intention. The Power of Intention is a book I recommend it for anyone who's uh, working on manifesting, has a vision board or something like that. I recommend The Power of Intention for you. I highly recommend The Power of Intention to you because that book gets real specific about your attitude and and, and it gives you different tips and tools to use, different quotes to help you be positive in your journey of manifesting. Out of this book, I got the quote, if imagination works for God, then it can for sure work for you. All right, before I get too deep into that, I want to give you guys a definition. I want to give y'all the definition of the word trait. Trait. The definition, Google has the definition of the word trait as a genetically determined characteristic. A genetically determined characteristic. And I'm going to piece all this together. I promise you it's going to make sense. All right. So, a physical trait that I get, and I'm answering this question for a lot of people because I get it a lot. A physical trait that I have is I have hazel eyes. I didn't ask for them. I didn't pray for him. I was born with him. My mom has hazel eyes. So, genetically, I grew up with the hazel I was born with hazel eyes. I grew up with the hazel eyes. I still have the hazel eyes. They're going to be with me for the rest of my life. My mom didn't go up to heaven and pick the hazel eyes. My dad didn't say, ooh, these look good. No, I was just straight up born with it. They didn't even create me. They just had me. They just they birthed me. Speaking of my dad, a lot of people say I look just like my dad. I don't see it, but I do see one thing about me and my dad. We have the same smile. We even got the same laugh. We even sneeze the same. Just genetically passed down traits. I ain't have no say-so. That's just who I was created to be. That's just what I'm created to be, who I am. All right, so let me work that in. Would God have an imagination? 
And let me tell you how I know God has a imagination. I'm going to give you a specific story on how I know God has an imagination. In the beginning of the Bible, it says it was just atmosphere. It was just nothing out there. But God got up and said, let me see what I can do with this. And he spoke to it. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, let the oceans and the seas be full. And they were full. He didn't just sit there and just let it be what it was because he seen it as what it was. I ain't, I don't know. I probably would have let that just sit there and just let it be what it was. I like, man, it ain't bothering me. I ain't bothering it. I got all this by myself. I'm good. That, that probably would have been my mindset. I ain't going to lie to you. But as you see, we're here today. That wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. He got up and used his imagination. But not only did he use his imagination, a trait that you and I both had, because just because people that told you that you're too old to have an imagination, that people that told you you're too grown to be thinking about stuff that's, that's not there, it doesn't mean you don't have it. But he also gave you another trait to combat with that. A powerful tongue, because he used his words. He didn't use any actions, straight up words. I'm telling you that right now to let you know you have that trait as well. I'm telling you that right now to know to let you know that the power of life and death lives in your tongue. All that, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know what we're going to do or how we're going to. No, I, I change that to I can get it done. I will get it done. I will get started. I will finish. I will conquer. I will lead. Change that. Those words. Means something. You control that with your words. Your words. All right. Now I got a second quote I want to use. This second quote I have it comes from Albert Einstein. Um, you probably know Albert Einstein as the <clears throat> the dude with the crazy hair looking back on the chalkboard. Um, e equals MC square. E equals MC square. Now, Albert Einstein was known as a genius back in his day. I mean, like, he mastered whatever he was doing. He was the genius at that time. He knew what he was talking about. He had enough knowledge to speak on what he said. And I want you to hear this quote he made, though. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Imagination is more important than knowledge. I agree. I straight up agree. I straight up agree because everything we use in the day it took an imagination to create it, not knowledge. Knowledge is just knowing what's there and we're going to use what's there. Now, I'm going to use a couple of examples to explain imagination. Alexander Graham Bell, back, in February, back on February 14, 1876, he created the first telephone. He created the first telephone. Like, I always imagined it in my head. I got a crazy, funny imagination. I always yeah, I, and just because it was February 14th, I, on February, see this, I know, I know what I be talking about. I just think Alexander Granville got tired of riding his horse over to his girl house. And his, I think he and his homies, they all had a girl and they was all riding their horse around there. But I think his girl stayed the furthest. So this just something I, now I ain't going to say I made it up. Because I, I think if we dig deep enough in these history books, I'm right. 
I bet I'm right. I bet he had to do with a woman. Yeah. Alexander probably got tired of dealing with that horse. He got his hands started cramping. He's like, man, I can't keep writing these letters. And I'm tired of this horse. I'm like, I'm, man, I'm tired today. He feels like, what, you going to take a bath and go over there tomorrow or something? Are you going to write another letter? What you going to do? He's like, nah, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do something different. And like, what, you going to take two letters over there? And he's like, nah, nah. I'm going to do something that's more convenient for the both of us. And he's just like, what? Tell, tell us about it. What you going to do? What you going to do? And he was like, look, I'm going to make this thing called a telegraph. And I'm going to be able to call her. And that right there already said in the sign of the like, bro, what are you talking about? Like I said, get on your horse and go ride down there and go see that girl. You the one that wanted to date the girl that lived the furthest. That's your problem. Alex was like, nah, I'm going to do something different. I got an idea. Now, fast forward. 131 years later to 2007 and you get the first iPhone the first cell phone you can do almost anything on we ain't gotta go to the library no more look up words we can search the web all that text call everything you had to get up to go do you could do it from the palm of your hand Everything you used to have to go to the get up and go to the library and look for the information, the dictionaries and thesauruses, it's all in the palm of your hand now. All from imagination. Google says if Steve Jobs was still alive today, he would have a net worth of $45.8 billion. That's a lot. $45.8 billion. Oh, just an imagination. Just a dream. Just a vision. And when you... He had to speak that to people as proud of, like, look, man. These Blackberries is hot. These Razor phones, man. People is buying them like crazy. Look, don't bother nothing. Everything is, is, is where it needs to be. Steve was like, nah. Mm. I, I can see it being a little bit better. I can I can make it better. You look up today and not everybody is in competition with iPhone. Everyone's trying to trump iPhone. The man ain't even here no more and his imagination still living. Now, I don't know about y'all, but my imagination worth something. I'm ready to I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go out there and see what it's worth. I'm willing to take that risk and seeing what it's worth. I'm willing to go through my friends, family members, people I don't even know calling me crazy because I don't want to follow that, that status quo. I'm willing to be the one that's to take that, that wants to take that risk. Because riding a horse, writing letters, every, waiting for the post office. Y'all know how the post office be? They take their time. That lady gonna get there when they feel like they need to get there. Look, don't be ashamed of your dream. Don't be afraid of your dream. It's your imagination. Use it. You got it for a reason.
God use his, use yours. Use your tongue. Use your words. I will create. You won't have to use anyone else's resource. You're going to make the, the latest resource. The definition of uh, imagination is the ability of the mind to be creative or resourceful. The ability of the mind to be creative or resourceful. It starts up in your head. It starts out as just a vision. And one day you're just going to say it out loud. I'm going to create this. I will get it done. I just need to go. I just need to go find who I need to find. I'm going to tune out the 100,000 people that's telling me I don't need, uh, that I can't do what I need, what, what I'm saying I'm going to do. I, I need, I need the five people that are going to tell me, yes, these 100,000 no's don't matter. The 100,000 comments don't matter. The five yeses that you need matter. You need, the, you need that distributor. You need that consumer. You need them folks that's going to patent it. Your license is out. Then those are the yeses that you need to be concerned with. No one else's. Those specific guesses are the ones you need. Chase that dream. Chase that dream. Them 100,000 no's don't matter. Millions of no's don't matter. Use your imagination. It's only going to go as far as you let it. I'm going to give you one more quote, then leave. This also is from Dr. Wayne Dyer. Imagination gives you the fabulous luxury of thinking from the end. And the reason, that's the end of the quote, the reason people don't see your imagination for what it is, because they are so stuck in the moment of what is. They're so stuck in the, the, the now, the situation, only, only following the status quo, only following what's right there in their face. Let them people that's too smart for you be too smart. You don't need them. You don't need them. But they'll be the first ones in line to be the consumer to that great idea. Just like Alexander Graham Bell's friends or Steve Jobs' friends when he created that iPhone, the one that broke the status quo. Use your imagination. Let it go to work. Peace.